Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I want you to join me in the book of Hebrews 11 and 4. It seems like I've been in Hebrews a lot lately. Hebrews 11 and 4, the Bible says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was jealous. God testifying of his gifts, and listen to the last line of this scripture, and by it he being dead yet speaketh by it he being dead yet speaketh by his faith by his sacrifice by his gift he gave something to God in such a manner in such a fashion that it continued to speak long after he was gone amen I want to just speak a little bit today about what we are celebrating this week as a nation I'm thankful today that we have the privilege to be here I'm thankful today that we have the freedom to celebrate. Amen. You can be seated. Memorial Day is a day of remembering, of course. It's a day to to remember those who have given their lives to keep us free. Because freedom certainly has a tremendous price tag. We're reminded on a daily basis, of course, that America has its fair share of, of problems. But I would still declare to you that we are a part of the greatest nation in the known world. For those who are privileged to live in America, we ought to thank God every day, every day, not just for food in the cupboard or not just for clothes in the closet or for a vehicle in the driveway, but we ought to just thank God every day that we live in a, in a nation that has freedom, freedom. Amen. There, there are those today present in this building that, that know otherwise Amen. They know what it may be like. When I think of Richard, if you don't mind me uh, using you as an example, but Richard has a his family is from Cuba. Richard was, of course, is an American. He and, and, and Jessica, but he can tell some some stories that would just uh, that would just be very very sobering that have happened to his family firsthand. So he knows what it's like to to see his family have, and then everything that his family had be taken away. I'm glad, thankful, thank you, Jesus, that we are in America. Amen. I want to thank the Lord for every soldier that bravely marched in the harm's way, making the ultimate sacrifices for the privileges that we, that we have. And when I say take for granted, I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. We, we, we do take them for granted because we don't know any other way. We know no other way. Amen. We are here this weekend uh, as a nation to pause and to thank God for every fallen comrade. But I want them to know and their families to know that their lives have not been spent in vain. This is not vaporized effort through their loss. They ensured the freedoms that you and I enjoy 
and the freedoms that we hope our children and grandchildren continue to enjoy long after we're gone. I thank God for that we are still in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And so today we don't just remember those who have made the ultimate sacrifice, but I think that we should also remember their family members who are reminded of that loss every day and most especially in, in uh, weekends like this. So throughout this weekend, may we remember those that have been affected uh, by the very reason that we have a holiday that is set aside. I think it's imperative that parents and guardians take their children aside and, and remind them, let them know that this is not just a day off and this is not just about a picnic or a holiday or a boat ride. This is not about those things, but here's why we're, we have this kind of freedom. If we look at our text this morning, we're remembering those who have fallen in battle. It would be good to remember Abel because as many uh, theologians have written, that Abel was the very first casualty of mankind, a man who gave his life for the very first time, a man gave his life for a righteous cause. He was the very first casualty in a righteous cause. Abel was the very first fallen hero of all mankind. He fell, he fell in a battle that ensued with his own brother, his own flesh and blood. And so we can't think of anything uh, much more con con confusing than that, that brothers would be at such odds that one would take the life of another. The Bible says that, that Cain killed Abel because his sacrifice wasn't accepted while Abel's was. Abel was a righteous man. He was a righteous man because of his faith. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew, confirming that in Matthew 23 and 35, the, the, the scripture there refers to the blood of righteous Abel. The blood of righteous Abel. What a, what a tag. Amen. What a note to have by your name, righteous Abel. Amen. God revealed to Adam and Eve and, and to all of his descendants the nature of true worship and how it should be conducted. And from that example, Abel obeyed God by faith. In fact, his obedience cost him his life. He did pay that price. According to 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 12, Cain was not a child of God because he did not have faith. It was John that penned these words of Cain. He said, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother? Cain, who was of that wicked one. Never doubt when the scripture talks about that wicked one. He's talking about Satan himself. Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. Now that's pretty strong language if you ask me. Amen. Very strong language of that wicked one. Hebrews 11 and 4 says, uh, talking about Abel being dead, yet speaketh. Abel speaks to us today. The first martyr of faith, long gone, Abel has been, but his voice, his life still speaks to us. You know, I begin to think about Abel and, and how the scripture mentioning him still speaking to us today and what uh, what goals we may have in life, what kind of legacy that we all may want to live, some sort of impact. I think everybody would like to think that we are going to leave some sort of impact upon the world, great or small. What kind of legacy are we going to live? Or what, or what kind of legacy are we going to leave? 
And as I begin to think about Abel and how that his voice is still speaking and how we are still talking about him today, amen, wouldn't it be just something wonderful to think that you, you may not have millions to leave this world, you may not have all of those sorts of things to leave, but if you could leave a legacy that somehow people would still be talking about you long after you're gone, amen, talking about you long after you're gone. Abel speaks to us today. And so what is that message and what are the things that Abel is saying? I believe it is very fitting that we revisit this story and to hear what he has to say. I believe that one thing Abel's life speaks about, his life and his death, I believe one thing that his life and death speaks about is the cause and effect that sin can have on the life of humanity. Cain allowed sin to take hold of his heart. He allowed the seed of murder to be planted in his heart. And I, and I, I know that we would agree that most likely Cain didn't start out to commit murder. Maybe that wasn't what he thought he was going to do in the end ultimately. It's possible, amen, that the thought of taking his brother's life had never entered his mind when they were young men, young boys playing and enjoying the company of one another, amen. But that is the very nature of sin, the very nature of sin. Because when you give yourself up to sin, you don't ever get to write the check and to say how long this is going to take or how much this is going to cost. I mean, it's always, as someone aptly said, it always will take you further than you intended to go. It'll always keep, it'll always cost you more than you intended to pay. It'll always keep you longer than you intended to stay. It'll always, always remember this, that just because sin is finished, or you are finished with sin, is no count that sin is finished with you. And so sin, the devil doesn't play fair, and he certainly plays for keeps. And as a result of that, the Bible says that God marked Marked Cain. Amen. Because of that mark, he ended up living a life, his entire life, remaining life as a vagabond, forever separated from God, running for the rest of his days. The scripture records Cain's response when he finds out what his sentence is going to be. He's standing at the judge, at the judgment, so to speak. He's standing in front of the court of, of courts and, and his response to the sentence that was handed down is that my punishment is more than I can bear. This is more than I am going to be able to bear. But not only Cain, but Abel, and even their parents suffered as well because you see, sin doesn't affect just one person, just one family, just one isolated situation. Amen. Much of what we suffer in life is due to sin, whether that's the sin of others or the sin of ourselves. And we cannot ever forget how deceptive are the deceptive nature of sin. Lured in, lured in, lured in, lured in, lured in. Amen. That deceptive nature of sin. Something that appears right at the time. It always ends in death. That's what James said. Amen. That's what St. James writes to us in James 1. And so if Abel was here today, Amen. If he could say something today, amen, I think that he might just speak to what sin can do in the life of a person. It'll rob us of God's best, not only in this life, but it'll rob us of God's best even in eternity. Amen. I don't want to, I don't want to think that I can have sin in my life 
and still be okay with God. I've got to purge the sin out of my heart. The apostle Paul said, I've got to die daily. I've got to lay myself at the foot of the cross. I've got to make sure that everything is just right in my life. Amen. I don't want, I don't know about, I think I do know about you. And I don't think anybody here wants varmints in their house. I don't think anybody here wants critters in their house. I'm, I'm not talking about domesticated animals, but none of us want rats and mice and roaches and flies and bugs in our house. And so we do everything that we can to make sure that that don't happen. Amen. We've broken good things killing house flies. We, we've we've knocked we've knocked vessels off of the of the of the table. We're going to have to now replace. It's over one pesky housefly who had zero net worth at all, but we just couldn't stand that. You, some of you know a few years ago we had a, a snake that got in our house. I thought for the a little while there we was just going to have to burn it down and start all over. Amen. Because you just don't want those kind of things in your heart, in your house. Amen. You don't want those kind of things. Can I tell you that that's how we ought to feel about sin? I got to do something. Amen. I'm going to tell you I'm not alone. We pulled over our vehicle over the side of the road to get one fly, to get one mosquito, to get one bug out of our house because we're not going another mile. We're not going another mile with this thing because it's flying. Amen. So sin, we ought to feel that same way. I'm not going to I'm not going another step. I'm not going another mile. I gotta take care of this. I gotta take care of this because I can't be saved if I've got sin in my life. I can't build a little room over here, churches over here, sins over here, godly living over here, unrighteous living over here. That's not how it works. I got to make sure that I purge sin out of my life because sin always separates man and God. The Bible says in Revelation 21 and 27 and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. There shall not in any wise enter into that anything that defileth amen anything that works abomination the Lord said there's no way we're coming in there if we've got defiled spirit if we've got something in our heart amen that shouldn't be there I got to take care of that before it takes root I got to take care of that before it drags me further than I intended to go amen I today like many of you in this house I'm thankful for the forgiving nature of the Lord amen to wash me and cleanse me and to make me whole. The Bible says if we will if we will confess our sins <laughs> he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Amen. If I just open my mouth and say God it's me again and I need you to restore. I need you to forgive. I need you to heal. He stands with an outstretched arm. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Praise God. I believe that another thing that Abel's life could speak to us about is the brevity of life. Abel was just a young man when he died. His life ended certainly before its time. I believe as Isaiah referred to that son that sat prematurely, that son that went down early, 
earlier in the day than ever anticipated. Amen. The scripture talks about that appointment that it is appointed unto man once to die. But you see, sometimes we are prone to think that death only comes to the aged. Death comes to those at the end of their life. That somehow it's just going to taper down and it'll just be a trickle and then it will be gone. But you see, the truth of the matter is, is that we none have a promise of the next minute. Amen. We had none have the promise of tomorrow. Amen. Not to sound morbid at, at all, but I'm going to tell you that statistically tomorrow and even today will be the last day for some. And so I got to make sure that my peace call and my election is sure. I can't wait until Wednesday night. I can't wait until Tuesday night, ladies prayer. I can't wait until such and such time. I got to get it taken care of right now because no one knows what the rest of this day, much less tomorrow, has in store. Amen. And so even if we were to think about living life to its fullest, if we were to think about what the psalmist David wrote about 70 years, or if by reason of strength there be 80, amen, and he said, but then we soon fly away. So even if we think about life in its fullest context, David said, we soon fly away. I believe there are those today, and I say this with great deference to your age, but I believe there are those in this house today that could talk about how quickly time is slipping by. Maybe when we were 16, it just seemed like time was just dripping. It was just time was just easing by. We just couldn't hardly wait from birthday to birthday or from Christmas to Christmas or from summer vacation to summer vacation. And now, can you believe that it's almost June of 2019? Amen. I think I'm standing close enough to be able to understand what David is saying soon soon flies away. And so that's why we have to live every day as though it's our last. David gave some good advice when he said, teach us to number our days. Again, not to try to sound morbid, but teach us to number our days, weigh our days, prioritize our days. I gotta do it now. Amen. Teach us to realize the brevity of life that I might grow in wisdom. Amen. I gotta work, the writer said, while it is day because night is coming when no man can work. Abel wants us to realize that we've got to be ready at all times. And so we should ask ourselves, am I ready to meet the Lord today? Am I ready today? Abel speaks to us about salvation. Abel stands as a testimony of life that refused to offer less than his very best to God. When we read of Abel, we find him in Hebrews 11, among other heroes of faith. How in the world? Abel had no idea in Genesis. He had no idea that somebody was going to keep up with this scene. He had no idea that someone was going to take a snapshot of this, of this moment in his life and it was going to be a forever thing preserved and that he would somehow weave and bob his way all the way through until Hebrews chapter 11. And there he would find his name listed among among those heroes of faith. When Cain was doing the things that weren't acceptable, Abel said, I've got to give God my best. I've got to give God my righteousness. Amen. There's a lot of people that are just going with the flow and they're just doing what others are doing merely because that's what others are doing. While this seems acceptable in some circles, I can tell you that everybody's not compromising and everybody's not walking away and everybody's not backing down. Everybody's not changing their mind. No, no, no. 
Amen. There are some that are still committed. Amen. They still have their arms firmly wrapped around the foot of the cross. Amen. They understand the power of God's word. Amen. I'm going to tell you, amen, while there are some that may be changing their mind, there are those that are in the fight of their life to preserve holiness in their own life, in their own family, in their own heart, in their own life. Amen. I want to stand from behind this sacred desk and I want to defend it at any moment. Amen. I want to defend it. Why? Because it is right. Abel wants us to know that we can live for God. We can live for God despite all that's going on in our world, despite all the crazy things that are going on, and despite how many compromisers may be walking the streets, I'm going to tell you there are some that are still holding up the blood-stained banner of his name and of his truth. And we're still declaring, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. We are still living and standing and building not only our home, but our heart upon the Acts 238 plan of salvation. Amen. This is that. I agree with you, Simon Peter. This is that that Joel wrote about and that he spoke about. And we're going to continue to lift it up. And we're going to continue to propagate that name. Praise God. Abel stands as a testimony. He stands as a testimony of at least one that Satan wasn't able to get. Though he died early, he died saved and he died right with God. And I'm gonna tell you if others, and I believe with all of my heart, while I am no man's judge, but while I believe with all of my heart that I've had the privilege to lay to rest to conduct services and funerals and, and to be right there with them to the very end. Amen, I believe with all of my heart that they were right with God. Amen, you know what? what that does for me, it reminds me if they did it, I can do it. It reminds me that if they made it, I can make it. It reminds me that if they rose above sin, I can rise above sin. It reminds me that if they can live an overcoming life, I can live an overcoming life. That doesn't mean it doesn't have bumps and bruises and scrapes, but I'm gonna tell you, amen, that if they overcome by the blood of the lamb, that I can overcome by the blood of the lamb. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm thankful for the blood of the Lord. Romans 6 and 23, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what Abel wants us to know is this, quite simply, you do not have to be lost. You will go to hell by choice. Amen. You, you do not have to be lost. I do not have to be lost. I do not have to be lost. Abel wants us to know that I can make it. I can make it. Amen. There is salvation. There is hope. There's a gospel that gives us a road map. Amen. The word of God teaches us exactly how to live. Amen. Furthermore, there is a God that will keep that which we have committed to him. Amen. If I commit my life to him, he's going to keep that. He's going to preserve that. He's going to hold that. He's going to help me all the way. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad I know. In closing today, Abel speaks to us about the influence and I think this is the ultimate thing that touches my heart today. He speaks to us about the influence that one life can have. The influence that one life can have. You see, Abel didn't just die. And they put him in the ground. And it's a forgotten matter. Amen. But the righteousness of his life, it just continued to go from generation to generation 
to generation. And so something that took place all the way back in the book of Genesis on this May 26th day, 2019, we're still talking about it. The good that he did in his short life will always be remembered. The greatness of a man is not just determined by what he does in life, but the greatness of a man is determined by what he does in death and beyond. Some, some live and they die and they are, in fact, forgotten. Yet others pass from this life and their influence just continues to speak. It just continues to touch. I can tell you that, that those that I have lost in my life, friends and family alike, it just seems at times that I can hear their voice in my mind leading me guiding me and directing me. Amen. I wonder what would so-and-so do? How would they handle that? And I look back and their life is still speaking loudly. Their natural voice was silenced. Death came in and, and squelched that natural voice. But oh, that voice is still, it is still ringing throughout eternal ages to come. Amen. It is not the length of our life that matters, but it's what we do with the time that we have been given. Amen, we have, the, uh, we have to live to the best of our ability because it is the only thing that will outlive time. Revelation 4.13 says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. <laughs> Amen, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord that they may rest from their labor. But their works are gonna continue. Amen. It's just going to continue to march on and march on and march on. You see, if we had our way, we wouldn't ever want to lose anybody. We would never want to lose anybody. We'd want to somehow keep them, somehow preserve them. But the Lord said, blessed are they that die in the Lord, that they may rest from their Labor. There comes a time that they need to just rest from their labor. I hope this is appropriate. I've shared this before. I hope it's appropriate for today. But when my a few couple of years ago, two or three years ago, when my wife and I and her family were were faced with medical decisions concerning her mother that no one wants to be faced with. We were not in a doctor's office in a hallway and her mother was on a, on a gurney and we're just so thankful. What a merciful hand of God that just stepped into that moment. My mother-in-law was very, very lucid and she was able to make that decision and thankfully none of her children had to make that decision. But when the decision was made and the papers were signed, the doctor came back to my wife and I and pulled us to the side and he said, I just want to thank you for doing the right thing. Because he said, sometimes we in America get this wrong so many times. Because we have the power to preserve life. We get this wrong a lot of times. And I want to thank you for doing the right thing. Because you see, sometimes people just need to rest from their labor. But here's a portion of this verse we should never forget. 
and their works do follow them. We're going to let them rest for a little while. We're going to let them rest from their labor for a little while. But Abel, he's still going to speak. <laughs> he's still going to preach. Abel's preaching for us today. <laughs> Abel is preaching for us today. Amen. And so I want to live a life that when the race is finished, when it is run, that our lives can continue to speak into our tomorrows. Let's stand. Can we do that? Could we have the intention? Could we have the purpose that I want the good that we do to continue to have an impact on generations to come? So tomorrow as a nation, we will celebrate the freedoms that we have been afforded by men and women who have given their lives ultimately for our freedom. So I realize that it will be a day of fun even for us as a church, for many families across our nation. But I speak to you today. May we never forget the true reason for this national holiday. The true reason is that somebody gave their life, but it was not in vain because their life still speaks from the grave today. Amen. They're giving us freedom. And so every military man or woman is speaking for us today. Amen. We're here. No one stopped us at the door. We had to crawl under no barbed wire to get here. We're not here under the hushed tones of night, but we're here in freedom and liberty. Amen. Can we magnify the Lord? Would you thank him? Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the freedoms that we have in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanks. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.